This is a public service announcement. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for comedy purposes only and should not be taken seriously. The Never A Straight Answer podcast advised that the information covered in the show should not be used for educational purposes, nor as a guide for carrying out such crimes linked to the subject matter of the episode, no matter how fucking awesome it is. Gaz and Taylor do not take responsibility for the following. UFO encounters or possible linked abductions, committing or being a victim of serial murder, falling down conspiracy rabbit holes, fits of psychotic rage, anger or confusion, or going postal on friends, family or co-workers. The boys advise the use of THC or edibles when subjected to the Never A Straight Answer podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Never A Straight Answer, the podcast that aims to cover a wide range of topics from conspiracy theories to popular culture and news. I'm your host Gaz and joined by remote, you know him, is the, the alternative globe, Troy and Taylor. Hey. Hey. How's it going, sir? How's it going? Not too bad. Wow. Not too bad yourself. Yeah, not too bad. It's just fucking... Ever ever continuing lockdown situation with get a bit boring now. It just really? seems to never want to end now, does it? And um, I don't know what the latest is because it's kind of like it's. I don't know if they've stopped actually reporting on it as much, or it's just that we're just kind of filtering it out ourselves. To be honest, it's it's a bit mm-hmm. of a strange one, isn't it? Um, but. Yeah, what, what, you know, do, do you know a bit more about when this lockdown's been, I mean, I heard the other day, and I only heard late, that it had been extended till October in the UK. Um, is that, what, what's that? Is that the furlough, yeah. or is that the lockdown? What's, what's that situation? I, I think that's the uh, furlough. Right, okay. Uh, up to now, uh, but um, as of Monday, uh, people could go back to work. Um, At your own uh, risk. But be cautious and be... Well, yeah, I suppose. Well, some people haven't got the choice, though, haven't they? Well, that's true. Well, we'll go on. on. What's been recognised now is um, the R rating. Now, last week it was between, what was it, five and seven, something like that. Yeah. They've now found that it's actually between seven and one now. All oh, right. Okay. Because so I'm I'm presume and it's late information. So I'm presuming sometime either next week or the week after, if it is one, it's going to go back to everyone lockdown. You reckon? Basically. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't seem to see it. Kind of. Um, it's come back in China. It's come back in Germany. It doesn't well. seem to. When you look on the um, the John Hopkins website, it just doesn't seem to be a flattened of a, any curve which they talked about, so it just confuses me when you see that on other other people's charts in other countries where they are going back to work. And the UK seems to be more of an up-climbing hill rather than a flattening of a curve. Correct me if I'm wrong, if you know more about it than than I do. Um, But anyway, we'll... scale that they're showing it, but in other scales, consider about the population, then it looked like South Korea was actually uh, worse. 
Well, and they only lost two. Uh, I think it was over two hundred people. Isn't it? It's a bit of a kind well, of a nightmare. How they show you the numbers and how they, uh, how it's recognised. Well, and on it. that scale, I think this is it. It'll be about a couple of years before we get an actual account and scale of numbers and stuff like that. So yeah. I think of it, looking at them now, it's a bit pointless. But anyway, uh, we'll talk a bit more about the the crisis and what's yeah. going on in the world um, a bit later on. Um, but welcome to welcome to the show. Anyway, yeah, it's um, episode eighty six. Um, yes. Creeping up on that hundred, um, <laughs> so is. we've got an interesting show coming up today. Um, we're going to be talking about um, SpaceX and its mission to Mars. Um, been seeing a lot about um, Elon Musk and his kind of his space program um, in the media yeah. and on the news, on YouTube, on on the internet, and it's basically quite interesting, isn't it? I mean, he set out to do this um, crazy feat. Yeah, back what he's going to do. do what uh, he says he's going to do because well, it, he's, he's, he even if he doesn't, it's still been imp- quite impressive what he's managed to achieve so far based on that yeah. that initial statement saying that he was going to go out and do it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, who so, knows? I mean, who's? I mean, there, there could be stuff behind it that, like, you know, like NASA, right? We're doing conspiracy this, this. theories. We're going back to the moon. We're still waiting to go back to the moon. They're yeah, but this is project. why this is why it's good that independent third-party companies who aren't linked to well, NASA. Is it independent? Well, no, probably not now. They're because probably being funded. The They're probably being funded by. I think NASA do have a big um, hand and a big, um, you yeah, know, hand in with Elon Musk because at the end of the day, it's like who who do the military get their weapons from? Who do they get their rockets from? They go to rockets right. and weapons okay. manufacturers. So, you know, considering like, you know, considering the US never really had a rocket for a long time. They had to rely on um, the Soviets or like, you know, Russia to yeah. to send them up in the on their rocket. Yeah. yeah. Right now we've got one that not only can they send up into space, it will land back safely and they can use it again. You know, yeah. so I mean, even if... <laughs> You know, there's still a lot of ifs and buts going into the can we actually achieve um, a manned flight to Mars. Um, But there's a lot of kind of ifs, you know, whether that can be, um, that dream can be made a reality. Um, And, you know, it's just one of those leaps leaps at a time just to hopefully see what happens. But we're going to go into this so much more detail a bit later on. I'm like, I've got to hold off. I know, yeah, yeah. not into it yet. But um, what have you been up to anyway? I mean, have you been um, taking a bit of time out during the lockdown to um, yeah, reflect, meditate, yeah. enjoy no. enjoy the peace and quiet? Is that what you've been doing this week? No, I've actually been looking at uh, uh, a lot of uh, George Carlin's uh, Oh, yeah, he's good, uh, George Carlin, yeah. Yeah, proper, yeah, he's, he, he, he knew where it was. Um, and the guy, um, the guy knew what he was talking about, didn't he, Joe yeah. George Carlin? Yeah, that's it. Stuff, basic stuff like um, if this war kicks off with China, where the capabilities, what the actions are going to yeah, be, what it, the next steps, what ships, because now um, um, uh, the uh, US have sent um, uh, one of their uh, aircraft carriers down there, and Japan. Uh, uh, China has decided to send one of their old Soviet ones that they brought off so uh, the, US, uh, the USR 
and did it up and what planes, Give what it a capabilities. It's a bit of a do-a-rapper opportunity, Gav. I won't lie yeah, to you. It's, it's, um, it's seen battle. It's seen battle. It's worth looking at the minute. Like, it just needs an oil like, change. There's a, there's a lot of... There could be an accident at the moment of setting a war off with all of the could. I mean, mouthing off at the minute with the, China. This is America, what I've been saying for the last Australia. couple of weeks. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of kind of, well, this is it though, but um, China seem to China be taking things very seriously and saying, you know, um, we were only talking last week about how China have ba- uh, basically turned around to Australia and said, uh, we're just going to cut, cut you off in terms Royal of supply medicals. chains. Yeah. And um, oh, they've gone even worse now. Oh, go on. They've even turned around and their beef, uh, Australia's beef that they sell a lot to China. Okay. What is it? 90% we, d- we don't want your beef. Yeah, there's been a, a, an import uh, cost of 90%. Fucking hell. So, so and that's just that. That's just so they're trying to write, write them off now economically. I mean, this is the thing, it's like you know, um. But they're not the only country doing it. Every, what, like, what, I mean, you've got to ask yourself, what's a war worthy? You know what? What's worthy of going to war? You know, or Wouldn't you know, it? is it? Does seem to be that we've gone to war for a hell of a lot less in the past. Two thousand and eight, yeah. right? It was the first time ever that in two thousand and eight, after an ec- a massive economic breakdown, that it was never a war after. It was generally a war after. Now consider this: that because it wasn't a war after. Mm. All the frustrations are all where the dodgy money in or, or where all the, the stuff hasn't gone back to normal. How we, how we would have been till the ne- next time that the collapse happens. Right, okay. We all, knew, we all knew by 2022 that uh, there was going to be a major issue with money because... Uh, what Elon Musk's taking money, it all to not, Mars. Yeah, there's more digital numbers than there is actually money around. Yeah, well, we've known that since, like, the 90s. I mean, in terms yeah. of, like, you know, common knowledge, for me, anyway... Yeah, you watch the zeitgeist and these yeah. type of documentaries when you're younger, and it's like actually opens your eyes to the, um, you know, how the the economic system, yeah, and how it's supposed to work, how it's supposed to work, and how how it does work, and it's like, oh, fuck, I've it. still got friends, yeah, who believe the the government make the money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, they don't. They, they borrow the money from the bank. The yeah. government still have to go and borrow the money from the bank, but the government own the banks. No, they don't. That's totally wrong. No, it's and wrong. Funny enough, the Bank of England was named after a, a famous battle. Okay. Yeah. What was it? Which the Battle of the fucking battle of, fuck yeah. off! I'm not giving you an overdraft. The Battle of England. The Bank of England, I think it was called. Okay. And it was named after it. Yeah, a long time ago. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of. Interesting though, isn't it? I mean, it's like it, it is, and I, I, I'm looking at certain things at the minute. Like I'm, I'm trying to gain some, um, how to call it, some, some scientific knowledge on certain little things. Okay, that's fair enough. I think this is a good opportunity for people to use that time. The where you know yeah. I've been trying to figure out stuff that I, I was interested in, but I wanted to kind of actually have a, a better time to deep dive into and try and get my head around a bit, a bit more. Than just going, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I kind of get that, and then off on the next adventure. Do you know it's like I, I needed to sit down and try and you know get my head around it properly. Yeah. And I think this, I've done a few things. I'm getting to the point now where I'm a bit like I'm a bit bored now because you, you you have so many hobbies at home where you can kind of repeat doing those for so long, and it's like you get to a point where you're banging your head against a wall again. 
So, you know, we need to kind of shake up my routine a little bit. Um, yeah. But this is it. This is it. I think most people are just ready to go back to normality. Um, some yeah. people, Well, a, a kind of version of normality. Um, but I hope yeah, but everybody listening is um, obviously holding up out there. And, uh, you know, just fucking doing the best to keep sane at the minute without climbing the walls too much. Keep it real, man. Keep it real, ladies. At the end of it, what? you know what I mean? It's... It's your own choice. You can either be ill or try and pass the illness on to someone else, or stay indoors. No, oh, this is it. And but the thing that the the thing that kind of worries me is prematurely opening borders too soon, letting kids go back yeah, to school too soon, letting people going to work. I mean, we're gonna see. I think the naive in thinking that we're not gonna see a kind of a rise before a fall, but it's like you know you you you, you they keep saying. Periodically on the news, especially Boris Johnson, or as um, you know, <laughs> if you watch Screen Wipe uh, or Antiviral Wipe this week, um, you know uh, what was it? What's he called now? Charlie Brooker. Um, oh yeah. You know you'll know Bojo. Yeah. So Bojo, if if Mr. Bojo, Bojo if Mr Bojo was not, um, you know, we keep saying repeatedly. Um, how you know we don't want to give it an opportunity to get a second wave. So you know yeah. it's like. And he felt it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we should know. And the fact that they're opening, let it, you know, easing it off is one thing, but making sure that they're below that R before they do is fucking yeah. paramount. And just by saying, you know, ah, well, we'll let some people out. And noticeably, the thing is, he's saying on one hand, if you can work from home, you can, you can work from home. So you stay yeah. at home, yeah, right? But if you can't, go to work, right? So what he's saying there is it's like you're already kind of getting a bit of a divide because these people who can't who can work from home and it's like, oh that's fine. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm one of those people who could work from home. He sent out letters yeah. now to businesses he's had to. What how it's saying what they can do and what they can't do. Good. I think it needed to be done because there's a lot <laughs> of people who <laughs> You're alright, fella. It's a bit of um, right, pollen yeah. on pollen yeah. on the nose. Um I think that there's a lot of confusion. Um, at the minute, and yeah. what was kind of given us as a, advice do, didn't really seem to. Um, I think it is to them as well. If you think about strike it, strike many people as kind of. Well, what what was that? We don't kind of still really don't understand. There's but there was a lot of people who did go out the next day, and the the news did report on trams and trains and buses being quite full. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's one of them. It's not going to be exactly easier for the government either because if you think about it, the uh, health minister, he's talking about these PPEs being delivered and you've got to have so many tests throughout the year. Yeah. Or throughout how many days. Now, the first lot of uh, PPE that was sent from China was shit and shobby. Right. So we had to send it back. We so then that has the back, backlash of we're still waiting for this PPE. But we haven't received it. Okay. Then they get another shipment of PPE the other night, and they uh, they get it in. But that's only going to supply certain amount because it was it, it was only one cargo plane of PPE. Right. Okay. But then there's three more cargo planes supposed to be coming in. But then you've got to consider all the things of waiting for it to be loaded, wait for it to be made, wait for it to actually uh, get. I get it that. I get that. It was, the quarantine I mean, obviously, but I mean, you can't, I mean, that's just one aspect. I mean, the thing is, yeah. it was like the UK started making it in-house and, you know, we should have had that sort of infrastructure already. 
just in case we shouldn't rely on other countries to relying on europe that's what i mean europe so europe is going to ask uh you know europe would have helped us like it's helping its other countries doubt it they're all Mm. fucking complaining about it well we can talk a bit more about this a bit a bit later on um because we do have um a segment that we do every week that we should be moving on with to be honest what do you reckon what do you reckon taylor uh, yeah, go on then. Go Bye. on then. Well, um, each week we look at a town or city um, that if you've chosen, you get in touch and tell us um, where we should investigate. Um, and we look at the most fucked up stuff from your area in a little segment we like to call What's Fucked Up? Fucked up. Where, where you're from? from. And um, this week we're going to be travelling to Toronto in Canada Thanks to an email we got from Alice who says she swears her house is haunted and things keep well, moving around. Well. Sorry, your husband. Yeah, do you know what? It could be. Are <laughs> sure you got nobody living in the walls? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, now, that's, exactly. It's been known to happen. Um, she says she's also got a problem with shadow people, if we know anything about that. Um, okay. She's from Toronto, Canada, and please could she, we look into any haunted, the most haunted places in Toronto. Thanks, Alice. Uh, thank you, Alice, for getting in touch. Yeah, thanks, um, if you want to get in touch and um, be involved, you can get in touch on neverstraightanswer at gmail.co.uk. Um, but yeah, I did. I had a look into it. We did. And um, we found some of the most haunted places in Toronto. And it seems to have had quite um, a bit of a history. Where, like wow. most places we look into, it's That's quite great. creepy, actually. I mean, it's getting. I'm getting to the point where I'm thinking, no matter where I have a look, there's, there's, some, um, weird, there's uh, some weird stuff. So, I mean, is it just planet. a case that we're just a fucked up planet? It's what's going on. Well, um, one of the most haunted locations um, is the Old Fort York, um, oh, which is basically um, the location of three separate bloody battles in Toronto's history. Um, the Old Fort has seen um, lots of carnage, and every year, this location generates um, the most reports of ghost activity in Toronto. Right, okay. Um, it consists of the um, garrison, the central blockhouse, and the officers' quarters. Uh, Fort York's buildings are reportedly um, haunted by a ghost of a woman in the quarters in a, um, a red-coated um, guard near the entrance Along the along with these sightings, visitors of and staff have reported a variety of odd noises, uh, presences, and uh, visitations. Um, so yeah, they have kind of like um, an exp- ghost experience night over at the fort. And, oh right, um, so the celebration. Yeah, they're really? all about it. Yeah, well, of course, man. It's like you're a haunted a haunted castle. Then you're gonna kind of go, come see the haunted castle. Yeah, two, we'll quid. two quid, two <laughs> quid, haunted castle. Two quid, that's cheap. Yeah, Two quids for the kids, ten quid for the adults. You know what I mean? Yeah, I go sweet. like a kid then. I'll dress up in the car. Yeah, you'd get away with it. Um, at number two, Keg Mansion, uh, formerly known as the um, Berklid Hall um, and home of the Massey family. The Keg Mansion um, now is one of Toronto's best-known haunted locations. Um, so basically, staff have all been, patrons and staff have been bothered um, by a presence watching them near the washrooms, and staff have both um, seen the phantoms of children playing upstairs. Um, so don't just go 
for the haunted stories though. Um, yeah. The keg mansion serves some excellent food along with um, a delicious steak. So yeah, oh, sweet. so you can Vegas. go for a scram, get an on in, awesome. So Why not where you go to the toilet afterwards? Well, this is it. The Top ghost's hanging around near the washroom. It's like you washed your hands, sir. Yeah, yeah. Bloody <laughs> spray. Bloody spray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would you like some aftershave, sir? Yeah. Who are yeah, you? Let me sort your hands out. I am the ghost, sir. Um, another ghost sighting or another haunted um, area in Toronto is the old city hall. Um, it's no surprise to find ghost hauntings in a place where people were given death sentences. But the old yeah. city hall is said to be haunted by at least two people, um, and basically who did receive uh, death sentences. Um, and you know, so they believe that both men um, had been hung, hanging around, been hanging around. They got hung, um, and their spirits are haunting, um, haunting any of the judges' chambers. You know, like whenever Sick. the judge, a new judge comes around, he gets a bit of a haunting. Oh, that's me. They need to kick all the ass every now and again. They've um, had um, people, the they've seen, um, so ghosts have pulled on the judge's robes, um, walked in desert, walking in deserted hallways, um, moaning, um, and basically they've seen um, ghosts and um, heard moaning from the, the empty holding cells as well. So, right. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. It's a bit yeah. of a, ja- a bit jaily, isn't it? It's like, um, like you know, you know, you're getting kind of. This is this is what makes me think about a lot of the sites in the UK. Do you know where it's like um, a Convict, lot of beheading and a lot of um, you know hangings and stuff, um, or battlefields. You know, yeah. places where there's been a lot of pretty much a lot of fucking torture and a lot of um, unhappiness, if you like. And then if you yeah. think about fault lines and stuff like that, if these places happen to be on be, the fault, be on line, the fault line as well, it's like, does that magnify that? I don't know. Um, well, I, I would have I thought so, to be honest, because it seems that like the fault lines are where you're seeing the most spookiest and, and the direction of um, the power, I suppose, of like the, the, the planet or the whatever this is as we call it the universe yeah 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 i mean this is it it's like you know well i don't know baffles the mind doesn't it um i've got another location the guild inn um originally built um as a summer house for the the, um the colonel harold blackford this building has served a variety of purposes in history including um a missionary uh, cottage museum military hospital and hotel now it's and an abandoned building, and the Gildin Guild Inn is um, pretty much a ghost house now, um, and it's got ghosts haunting its halls. Visitors report most activity in the theatre area, along with a, um, a feeling of um, cold spots, um, creepy feelings, and um, reports of visits of a young soldier with one blue eye and one brown eye. It was Bowie. Bowie, he was asking, "Is the life on Mars?" Yeah, he was. David Bowie. What? Yeah, he's he's yeah. Well, he must do now. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hoping that David Bowie knows the answer to that. Um, Urban legends. um, Toronto's got a few of those as well. Did you know that they've got their own Nessie? Yes. Did you know that? Ah, there yes. you go. Well, there you go. Did you know that um, they've got Loch Ness Monster has a Canadian cousin? 
Um, yeah. Lake well, they, Ont- named it, they named it differently, got it. Well, Lake Ontario um, has its own Nessie sightings for centuries. Lurking in the waters, first known accounts of the uh, famed giant sea serpent came from Cana- uh, Ca- Canada, from Canada's rich. Um, it's got a rich in industrious history, um, so you know obviously they've been kind of around that area for a while. Yeah. Um, and they say yeah, it's a yeah. fifty foot bluey grey serpent basking um, on the waters uh, on the lakeside, and that's yeah, been spotted a fair few times. Whilst these sightings have never been confirmed or denied, um, if you're lucky enough to spend the summer in Ontario, you might just spot a Canadian cryptid. While you're fishing about the fishing uh, on the get lake, the camera ready. There you, you go. You could have that famous one in a lifetime picture. There you go. And this salad. Messi and his girlfriend. Well, oh yeah, Canada. Obviously, paranormal investigation. We always got to look into it. And yeah. Toronto's no different. They've got a paranormal investigation team. They're called Sweet. Toronto Paranormal Investigations. Um, yeah. they're a group of professional. Um. The professional investigators in horn in spirit spiritual activity and other paranormal um ex- experiences um that are often considered to be supernatural our mission is to is assist individuals who believe they may be a target of what appears to be a paranormal influence ghost or spirit I so wonder if they dealt with portals maybe portals yeah they maybe they're, they're not just into ghosts, they're into all kinds of aspects of it. Well, they say others may doubt what doubt you, um, or someone you know has experienced or believed. They just they'll they're just gonna turn around now and say they believe you. No, they do believe you. Um, we assist um, haunted haunting spirits and other supernatural and paranormal forces. If you want to be interested and you're in the Toronto area. Get over to um, torontoparanormal.com and they'll hook you up. Out. Go and find out what stories they've got. They've got so they've... much on the website. I was actually quite impressed with the website as well. So if you are interested in paranormal kind of happenings from around the world, Get check the website out. Yeah, uh, torontoparanormal.com. Um, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Um, yeah. And that's this Definitely. week's What's Fucked Up? Where you're from? Yay! There you go. Thanks, Alice, for getting in touch. Like I say, if you want to get involved um, and you think you've got a pretty special area or town or kind of just fucked up nonsense goes on, um, let us know. Um, You can get involved. Get over to Twitter and slide into DMs over there um, and you can message us on NASA underscore never or you can email us by rather going to the website at never straight answer or never a straight answer dot co dot uk or emailing us at never straight answer at gmail dot co dot uk. There you go. Did you get that? Did, Did you get, you get, get it? Did that? you get it? I got it. Or do you want does it want do you, do you want him to do it again? No, 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 no. We've got to move on that. I'm not doing it again. What you're on about talking at yeah. Oh sunshine. <laughs> yeah. So moving on. Um, well, no, cheers, Alice, for getting involved, and, and you know, it's it's uh, nice that people do, and we've had a fair few people get involved with uh, what's are. fucked up, where you're from, and we lo- love it, and I love investigating your local town, so if you want to get involved, get over and send us a message, we don't bite. Um, we all know you've got a weird town. What? I know you've got a weird town, they're everywhere. Weird tan? Weird tan, no, weird Got a town. weird tan. 
It is for <laughs> <we're> weird. <laughs> I'm on Mars, mate. This is it's the red planet. I just look Should a bit. Green? What? Or grey? Should it be green, grey, or? I'm even... not a Martian. But that is an well, interesting topic. Actually, well, <laughs> an interesting theory. Actually, that's a bit debated, it's yeah. something that we I will be talking about because obviously I am on Mars. Uh, you know, the yeah. longer I spend here, look. Actually, look when I wiggle my fingers, I do start looking a bit green. Um, yeah. But what I'm saying is, the longer I spend on a different planet, do I become you know genetically you know different from a human being based on you know gravity? All these aspects that you don't think about. So, you know, we'll go into it a bit later on. In fact, yeah. we, we, what's, what's stopping us? We've got all, all this time and we may as well talk about it. SpaceX. Let's do it. Let's be outrageous. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do fucking it. do it. Yeah, right. All right, then. We're doing it. You twisted me, arm. So. Um, nowhere near you. What? I haven't nowhere near you. Well, anyway, right. So, um, Elon Musk um, has kind of like come out. A while back, um, so he wanted to kind of what? do. He, he didn't come out of the closet. Chill out, right? right. Okay. So, let me start again, right? Yeah. We've all dreamed of going to a different planet, yeah. Would you agree? Moon, the moon. Looked up at the moon and thought, yeah, one day, yeah, potentially, yeah. I might be able to go up there, right? Um, I think we should have bypassed it by now. You know, um, <laughs> what? I think we should have bypassed it by now. I think we should have been to fucking... Uh, personally, personally, moon, for me, Mars. it was the first time I saw... Um, what was it? Um, fucking... <laughs> a total Recall. And I saw the yeah. free-boobed woman. Yeah. And I was like, that's yeah, I want to go to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. I was like, oh, they've not... You don't have to go to Mars for that, you know. What? You don't have to go to Mars for that, you know. To get a free-boobed woman. a woman in... In, I think he's I know, America. He's but actually I'm only joking. Funny. Come on, I'm only joking. <laughs> right. So, you know, but like, um, you know, Elon Musk must have had some reason why he wanted to go to Mars. And in 2016, in September 2016, he announced that plans to create um, a one million person colony on Mars. Um, the plans would include a moon base by uh, 2022. And um, like that one behind you. Nice little complex. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Well, I'll just put my feet up. It's yeah. a place where I like to call up. You're not even that little dog, man. Um, he's basically saying he's the creation of um, new rocket systems that would it be able to not only get them to Mars, um, but be used as a new form of in, internal travel on Earth itself. Um, there was a, It's a big plan. I mean, obviously... The, what he was suggesting was kind of a from from a non-government funded kind of um, company was quite you know ambitious to say the least, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the moon base alone, considering we've not been back to the moon for so long, you know, and it was like, all right, we're gonna well, we want to do this, we want to go to Mars, but we're we're gonna have to make a pit stop because. It makes yeah, more I think sense. They really should. I think they should. I think it, it needs to be the moon first before we move on, because yeah. then we can learn. We can learn a lot more where we're out there. This even is it. Though we're Science changes it. so much that maybe yeah, fair enough. We've not been. We the scientists might have thought that they've learned everything they needed to learn from going to the moon, but Can't based on new science, you might be getting up to the moon now and going actually, we've learned a fucking hell of a lot, and oh, yeah. we didn't even realize yeah. we were going to learn. Do you know what I mean? That's why we've got theoretical uh, theory and, and practical theory. 
think about it, decide on a, a mathematically idea of what it, what it, it should turn out to be, then go out there and fucking try it. Do you not think there's moon bases already? Yeah. Because, I mean, there's obviously now the moon, um, the moon, the, well, not the moon, the space force. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not oh, think that yeah, these guys I've are going to need a, some, need a little base on the moon? Yeah, we've got, uh, yeah, I believe we've got a base. You'd need that, moon. wouldn't you, being a bit kind of like half out, just kind of the, in defense of planet Earth, if you're a space force, where's the logic, most logical place to be on the moon? Yeah. Waiting yeah. just in case anything comes in long range scan, you can go, Hey, mate, we picked them up well on the moon. Is, so. Well, it depends, it like I say, disturb the orbit of actually uh, the moon as well because it could wave it off. It well, no, because the, the moon's moon an elliptical orbit, the, er the moon, yeah. But let's say that's a, why uh, we, we don't we always see the same side of the moon all the time because it doesn't have an orbit, it's stationary, so it's perfect. Yeah, it's moving away from the earth. Uh, what is it? I think it's uh, uh, I think it's a centimeter every year, well, something like that. The so thing it is, is as moving well, off. yeah, it does. It, yeah, it might be, but like the thing is, moving on a kind of a stepping stone to Mars basis, it's yeah. like it's better to have, um, you know, yeah. a platform to spring a springboard from the moon, say. Yeah, you never then put all from your Earth. In one Do you know you've got a bit of a kind of a head start there, haven't you? And as well, yeah. it's easier for kind of. If you're thinking about kind of doing repeat trips where you need to kind of load up on cargo and send it to to your base on the Mars, then it's going to be a case of that, well, you'd rather it resupply on the moon and have to all come all the way back. Do you know what I mean? Every time, you know, but we it's easier for us to send smaller rockets, cheaper rockets to the moon. Yeah, afterwards or maybe even before. And yeah, maybe. And to be honest, I would uh, uh, try a process of, sending um, uh, a ship there to orbit and then as it's orbiting and everything's getting dealt with to send uh, well they tried the that planet. well they tried but that then didn't they they tried sending, sending when he sent his first falcon um falcon 9 rocket with the yeah. payload of his first tesla and yeah. a dummy um you know the aim was the the aim and trajectory he sent it for uh, was to try and get to the to get to mars right yeah it overshot it's take fucking ever. well no it overshot it went past mars it's actually gone past it's it's now on a new orbit of around the sun um and it kind of joins our orbit occasionally and it'll join mars's orbit occasionally yeah, okay. so it's still out okay. there, the car, yeah, yeah. the Tesla car. It's still floating around in space. Um, but I think that was kind of like a first demonstration of what he was doing, wasn't it, Musk? Yeah. Um, in terms of saying, look, I can get this rocket up in... Oh, look, what I'm sending a fucking car up. It's an advertisement as well. It's the biggest advertisement. Yeah, exactly. First person to ever send a car out into space. So, I mean, the rockets that they use, um, ob obviously he's developed the Falcon 9, um, the Heavy Falcon or the Falcon yeah. Heavy, the Dragon yeah. Capsule, the Grasshopper, and yeah. the rocket that they're going to be using for the Mars mission, which is yeah. the BFR, um, which is affectionately known as the Big Fucking Rocket, or the Big Falcon <laughs> Rocket. Um, is, that what, is that the honest truth? Honest, well, yeah, I think so, yeah. That's <laughs> what I'd call it. Now. Uh, <laughs> the rocket um, is uh, <laughs> reaches speeds of up to 18,000 miles per hour, or 29,000 kilometers per hour and could be and can be reusable. It's a reusable rocket which means obviously saves billions and billions. 
Now the flight, this is the problem with NASA. They turned around and said that the, the, the money it costs to do this would be reaching into the billions, trillions even, yeah. And um, Elon Musk went, no, I can, I can do it cheaper than that. And he's got it into the millions. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's sort of funny because there's just been a new announcement from NASA who've actually turned around and um, uh, I've said from the beginning that you're, we need more than just our company and our uh, country to do this. We need to join together. And basically they've gone out and asked so many people yeah, to, invest. to join and they've actually now put down their uh, legal resources on actually how this is going to operate. All right, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to know because, I mean, it's like in terms of the pandemic, I mean, yeah. it's a bit shit, Fucking but in shit one shot. thing, it's kind of united a lot of countries um, into kind of working together for vaccines and stuff like that. And yeah. I think it's a kind of a testament to, you know, how science can work together for the greater, you know, it sounds really sappy, but like, you know, the greater good of humanity, man. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, a bit more about the rocket. It can hold up to 80 to 200 people, not including crew, and would take about three months to get to Mars. Hold on. Are they doing, uh, well, I, uh, what was it? I worked out, uh, it will work out 115 days. 115 days? Well, yeah. how long's that? Probably about three months. Probably yeah, just a bit yeah, over roughly. three months, but roughly about three or four months. Well, they had an it? estimation of between, um, what was it, 80 to 150 days to actually get there. Yeah, but his Falcon, he's, he's big, fat, big fat rocket, yeah. It, it's, um, yeah. you know, he's still developing it, and it'd yeah. make, um, the, it make cur- the, uh, it would make current rockets totally redundant, um, looking basically um, at having one system that can do everything and uh, all the bits are reusable. So basically, the thing about the the, yeah, big, the BFR is that it can do every job all of his other rockets can do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whereas, like, you say, imagine it's a, like a toolkit where, like, a Dremel multi tool and you've got all these bits that you need, yeah for different jobs. Well, this can do all the jobs. So, I mean, it, yeah. it's something that will keep costs down, but obviously it's a reliable system. Um, you know it's the stuff that we used to have where you used to have something and it would last. It's a, a funny course. thing called it. It used to last, but then all Last stability. the corporations got in there and went, ooh, well, yeah. Because it's, it's all about corporate, it's all about, you know, it, making money, isn't it? It's all about, yeah. it's not about this sustainability. It's about, um, about creating a product that is designed with flaws. So it's you're going to need to buy a new one in a couple of months' time. You know, that's yeah. that's the situation. Now, Elon Musk is saying that this not only could be the answer to um, interplanetary travel, yeah, but he's also well, saying start. that... What's that? Well, the start, I wouldn't say it would be the basis of the internet. Well, you uh, never know. I mean, I mean, it's the start of it. Like you say, I mean, it's something that's not been really done before or tried in a long time. Um, you know, um, but he's also saying the fastest way to travel around on Earth as well. Um, it's saying that the the big BFR could be potentially used for commercial travel, um, getting from places like LA to New York, which usually takes five five and a half hours, saying on his Starship... It'd only take uh, 25 minutes. Um, he's saying from London to New York, which usually takes almost eight hours, you'd be on there for 29 minutes. And London to Hong Kong, 
which takes 11 hours, 50 minutes. He's saying you get there in 35 minutes. I've been on longer bus journeys. And he's saying I could be in Hong Kong. I don't know how he's going to do it because it, uh, you'd have to have liquid oxygen for that. And the the, the amount of pressure on your, uh, your, yourself as well, because it was a commercial... Um, Industry wanted to build like a U, literally it looked like a UFO, and from uh, like America, uh, from England to Australia within half hour. Right. So the only the the problem problems with it were that you'd have to have liquid oxygen. You'd be like that with a fucking breathing yeah. apparatus well, on like that. Sucking water, but <laughs> here's your you captain know, speaking. It's gonna fill fucking. We're gonna be like reaching pressures of five thousand Gs. Put on your seatbelt. I can't see how he's done it unless he turns around and goes, right, we've got the UFO fucking yeah. phenomenon, the well, alien shit phenomenon, we've got the stuff. Well, they have. Well, you know that. that they have. They've been doing well, fucking, yeah. you know, reverse fucking engineering on this shit it. for so long. Um, what would it be like? What would, uh, like, a colony on Mars be like? What would you say? What would you think? I think, well, I think it'd be a bit, yeah, it'd depend on who goes as well. It, it really <laughs> yeah. well depends. All the knobheads. Yeah. yeah, yeah all oh. knobheads, which you've always got a knobhead. Yeah, definitely. You've always got the joke. You you've know, always got the hard nut. You always you see these tropes in, in movies like this where they're all on like a Mars mission and there's one knobhead who fucks it up for everybody. And what's it going to be like when they're all together uh, on Earth? Yeah, they're all pallying all this, but then when the pressure hits the fan... When they That's get there it. and they've got to do certain things and like... There's oh, a Twilight Zone episode which was really good and it was kind of like this and they all thought they were on a simulation even though they were on the actual mission. And yeah. um, one of them was like convinced that it was still a simulation. And um, yeah, it was good. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Watch it. Thomas. Watch the new, um, you know, um, Twilight Zone. Um, Elon Musk says he wants to make the Red Planet as nice of a place as possible with sustainable population of around 1 million. Yeah. He says, I can't think of anything more exciting than living amongst the stars. Well, news for you, Musk. You already are. Chill out, mate. Yeah. We're already We're on it. this little rock hanging around <laughs> space, spinning it thousands of miles an hour going through space at thousands of miles an it's hour. It's crazy so. to think that. But, yeah, it we're is. already doing it, living the dream, mate. Seriously. Yeah. Um, What would... Well, then step out the door, you go, well, what he's saying is um, we've got what it takes to be multiplanetary. So what would it take to become multiplanetary? Well, like, say, getting to the moon. Um, only 24 people have visited the moon, and the last of them popped in on in 1972. SpaceX are planning yeah. to return for the first time on a private lunar passenger flight, um, passing the moon and taking about a week. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is, obviously, this is a good is test. Is that a billionaire? Yeah, but this is the good point, right? Because obviously it gets, um, it's a good indication of how people will cope in a large group. There's 24 of them on a moon mission, yeah. They're only going for on a flyby, yeah, but they're there on that for a week. So it'll be, because you're not just asking the best of the best. It's not like you're going, we need the right stuff because we need astronauts, right? These are everyday people. Scientists, fucking yeah. people who might say the sweet and pass all the psychological tests, but have a breakdown yeah, because midway. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck knows. It's like you, it's a good indication of like how people were gonna survive and survive together in space for a long period of time. So you know, you it's reckon, quite interesting. 
the experiments that they do like on Earth, like uh, you know the biodomes, they throw them in and go, right, you're in there for a year, solve it. Do you yeah. reckon that would? Do you reckon that's a good estimation of? Well, I think um, that's sending someone into space. Do you good... think it'd be like the same? No, because think I think there's different? no psycho. Because no, I think there's a big psychological draw when yeah, you're in space, it. and there's yeah. like you know you've got all these. There's not just there's a lot of different dangers that go hand in hand with us with a, a mission like this. It's not just a case of that you're going to be in a biodome and you're being you can you can smash the window of that biodome and leave any time you want, right? You've always yeah. got that. I'm only in here for a year. Yeah. Not much is yeah. going to change outside, and the, the the coming home part is as easy as opening a door, right? Yeah. Now, and when you're on a four-month mission to day, Mars, yeah. and that's just going, yeah, which you could encounter many different fucking things that could kill you in that four yeah. months, then you've got landing on an, basically a toxic planet, which is designed not for us, yeah? Now... Yeah. It's got a toxic environment. There's no fucking. There's no natural food. Yeah, exactly. It's got a fucking. You can't breathe. It could possibly kill you, right? We need to, at least twenty two percent oxygen. And I think We're it's a one way trip. Option. I don't think oh. there's an option of coming home. I think if you go in, you go in no. and stay in there. Do you know what I mean? So those don't think any of them are gonna come those on. first pioneer people, I think it'd be fucking hell for them to be honest. I think one of, at least. One or two are going to end up after coming home to see what the reaction would be like. As a yeah, they'd probably do a test on a couple of people to see what the return been doing trip would be like. The ISS. Yeah, maybe. So and um, there's different different things that go on with your body from your muscles. We, we we've to looked your... into this. I mean, there was the twins. Um, one of them yeah. stayed on Earth. One of them was on the ISS, and one of them came. The one who was up in space for three months or a year. He was up there for yeah. a year. He came back, his DNA was fucking altered, and yeah. he was no longer a genetic match to his brother, who was a twin, identical twin. So, you know, it's proven that spending prolonged time in um, off-planet does fucking do, do things to you. I mean, even like we're talking about travelling there and the dangers that are involved there. You've radiation. got you've You've got radiation, oh, you've man. got, um, you know, not only that, lack of exercise and gravity... Will make Space. you go. Your muscle uh, muscles go into uh, into um, atrophy. Yeah. So smells. then you end up with fucking crazy. You know. You you're just not healthy. Be affected. Total loads you, of different things that are involved. Your skin as well. If you think about it, your environment and the skin that uh, you feel generally around everything. You can. You know. You get your senses. <laughs> in a small apartment like that, and plus it's going to have to be rotating as well. Space. So you can get some damn, you scary. Well, um, it is a scary place. Um, well, the idea, what they're planning to do is they're going to um, first, obviously, send up the 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 moon stuff. They're going to try and get up to the moon by 2022. But they're also yeah. going to try and get um, a car the first cargo mission to Mars by 2022 um, with the objective of the first mission to confirm water sources, identify hazards... Um, and put in place the internal power mining and life support systems. The second mission um, will be two cargo um, missions as well as two crew, um, and they'll be they'll be hitting by around 2024. Um, with the primary objective of basic setup of um, a base for internal missions, building of the base, which can be um, built upon 
into a thriving city and eventually a self-sustaining civilization on Mars. So you won't have to eat any of that kind of muck. That, that's, that's quality stuff, what you're talking yeah, about, is. astronaut food. Well, yeah. I'll find out on the 100th episode. He's going to read that on the 100th episode. What is it? Read it out. Yeah. Tell everyone this, what it is. This is a vanilla ice cream sandwich. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Apparently, I've heard from a very reliable source that they're really nice. Yes, I've heard. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to I'm actually quite jealous. Actually, I might try and nibble when you're here because yeah, we're obviously yeah, we're not going to be we're not going to be filming the um, live episode on lockdown. It's not. I think that's going to be tasty though. Leave us a comment. Do you think? Let us know what you think. Will the astronaut food, um, a vanilla um, ice cream sandwich, be a delicious treat or a powdery mess? (laughs) You let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. The way I'm moving it, I mean, it's probably going to be a powdery mess. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, it's like I'm breaking it up. Um, The Starship, going back to this, um, will enter the Mars atmosphere at 7.5 kilometers per second. It will get hot. Yeah. But the Starship's oh. heat shields will be able to protect it, the ship, Let's and in the cargo does. and the crew. They're hoping, yeah, it will. So, hoping. now this I'm all hoping. depends on the first cargo flight being a success, really, doesn't it? Because, yeah, because, yeah. that one's trying to find water, yeah. Yeah. Now, if they can't find a water source, then they can't make fuel on the planet because they need that. They need, like, um, they can't rely on us sending them fuel all the time, do you know what I mean, on cargo ships. We couldn't send... Earth could not afford to kind of run a colony by sending them supplies every five minutes. The idea of a colony would be that they'd need to get set up and then be sustainable on their own, do you know what I mean? Which has got ethical and kind of mad questions within itself because I was thinking about this and, all right then, I'm a coll- I'm a pioneer. I've gone up to, to Mars and I've kind of settled there, yeah. We've built a civilization, we've built a, a city, built a fucking kind of a, a happy family. People are getting on. We've got a lovely fucking social atmosphere going. Social there, structures min, right? But Earth keeps sending us saying, nah, you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. You've got to do things by our rule. Yeah, how long before the people of Mars then turn around and go, what the fuck, what do you know about living up here on Mars? We should be run ruling ourselves, do you know what I mean? Or we should be governing ourselves, yeah. That's why I think the military would be first up there. To, to already they, put they, a claim on the, um, on the we're American, we well, put a flag up here. The command structure is much much better than sending a group of people from different parts of environment. Well, to yeah, of course, there'll be military as well as science, but the science would be like, would be a, I think they'd be patriotic to whatever country was sending them up. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, that's another thing. What if a couple of soldiers from every country, would the reaction to that be the same? It'd kick off. I reckon it would kick off. At one point, it will kick off, and we'll go, <laughs> fuck off. This is our colouring in now. Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. Well, I reckon there'd probably <laughs> be wars. There could be civil wars for Mars properties, for fucking all sorts. This could be just... Obviously, this is the beginning of the first sort of... I mean, it takes a long time for civilizations to spring up, and I mean, it's yeah. like, but from this little lake on, a big oak may spring up, and I mean, being multi-planetary... I mean, well, you don't know. Um, 
basically, um, obviously, like I say, it all kind of hinges on the first mission and the being it being a success. But if it is, the 2024 um, rocket will see two crewed flights plus two cargo trips planned. Um, the reason why Musk has um, set the date for 2024 is due to the Earth-Mars synchronization, which happens every two years. And yeah. it's the best opportunity for um, to get to Mars quickly, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's when we're in a bit of a, a straight shot Whip. to... Yeah, I think yeah. I've got a picture of this, actually. Let me just have a gander. Ooh, I've got some nice. pictures of Elon Musk and the rockets as well, so we'll put these oh, all up. See. You can have a gander at this. You gotta think of the uh, weather there as well, like the dust storms. So that's the big fuck off rocket. Yeah. And um, obviously, that's kind of the moon base. I think they've got planned. And um, there's Elon talking about kind of all the bits and pieces about the rocket and what, what which kind of bits um, do what. And here's the orbit. So basically, like they're gonna tr like um, how they do it is they're able to slingshot themselves around um, and then be able to, um, do you know, deliver the cargo and then yeah, exactly, deliver the cargo. Um, the rocket breaks off into of different pieces and then and then the main bulk of it attaches on the platforms. Do you know what I mean? Kind of re relands where they set it off from. In in a in a way in a funny kind of way, I suppose it's not a rush job when you actually do it because your time is uh, until you get the perfect rocket to keep going back and forth. You've got to you've got to keep it at a certain time. So let's say and so it takes two years. So let's say it's 115 days to get there. So you get there, get down, do bits and bobs. You don't have to rush on it. You just yeah, have, exactly. And you could actually be doing stuff where you're there doing equipment or whatever well, it and then means getting that back on and slinging back two years later. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Based on this, it, it it looks like they can only do a launch with, a you know, essential cargo once every two years. So, you know, once they've had their delivery, that's them for two years. Um, so, you know, I obviously... eventually it's going to be more than one launch it gets It gets to my... Well, that's why they're sending four up in, in um, 2024. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. To get a good run-up on it. And obviously, using this synchronization period, it um, helps them get to Mars quickly, more safely, and takes a lot less fuel. So, yes, yeah. yeah. So, it's worth them doing and using this pattern. And the plan is that the Starship cargo um, engines and whatever they brought with them can be used to kind of, you know, be used to repurpose and build this new base, which will obviously contain solar panels, you know, um, um, apparatus to clean water um, yeah. and, you know, kind of create mining equipment. This sort of stuff. Like I said, Stop. they're going to need to be self-sufficient on the fuel, so they're going to need something, um, you know, to to be able to convert what natural resources there are on Mars yeah. into but fuel. You've also got to consider uh, con uh, the orbit of the Earth, uh, all the shit that's out there and that. Mm. Got to, you got to realise as well, We've got to fly through that shit. Yeah, 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 there. yeah. So even that part's going to be hazardous, delicate. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, you lose two or three ships there. Fuck man, then it's it's, it's even over. I've seen this thing about ionization of um, the Earth um, dirt, right? Where they can do this process on it, which separates um, all the base silicons and metals, and yeah. even creates an alloy which they can use for building. Just based on it's one process and it separates everything. 
Yeah. That's good. And they're going to be able to use this to on the natural dirt that's there on the red planet and create some sort of alloy, some sort of brick. So building that's materials. Small enough as well. Yeah, basically. All the items are going to have to be as small and as compact as could possibly be. So you're getting a better deal by going to Mars, if you think about it. Any equipment that you get is supposed to be long-lasting, mm. uh, small and effective, and do, uh, and do everything you want, even uh, more jobs than it's supposed to be doing for. Well, it's saying um, as well, because the fact that Mars has got a rich CO2 atmosphere it's um, and water means that they can produce fuel. That's pretty lucky, yeah, um, yeah to be fair. Um, so, you know, what... I've seen a few things about kind of delivery systems as well, like space cranes, um, you know, like, so they have these sort of big that. cranes on, on the planet's surface that these ships are able to dock to, drop cargo, so they don't have to keep kind of um, landing every five minutes or whatever. I mean, well, not that they'd be yeah, landing every five minutes, but, you know. Eventually, you're going to need uh, an orbiter to be around it to collect this uh, stuff and send it down. I'm pretty sure that it wouldn't be too long before it'd have a satellite around flying around it, and that'd be that'd be headline news. It's like Mars's first satellite. Do you know what I mean? Air to communications. Go up. Yeah. Well, yeah, because then yeah, we can yeah, bounce yeah, signals from Earth to. Well, this is how we communicate to Mars now so easily because we've got our own satellite system around Mars. Wi-Fi is on now. Oh, what? Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, potentially, yeah, yes, throwing up another satellite. So yeah. you know. Um, biodomes, we've been doing the research in these, this area about kind of growing um, and sustainability into, yeah. in terms of a closed ecosystem and, you know, the produ how to produce, um, you know, food and vegetables and all this stuff well, we all know we in a bubble. Things. Yeah. So, well, no, no, because it's proven that they can do this. They can kind of, yeah. they can create an atmosphere, an ecosystem based in this greenhouse and control it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming that this is he's dead. By the way, it's, it 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 shouldn't have nothing to grow. So whatever we take with us will will be the capability to make. Yeah, but but the thing yeah. is, this is how we're gonna all be living because we we're taking that technology and we're turning it into um, a live a habitable system. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. we won't be able to we won't be able to breathe the air on Mars. So, like in Total Recall, where the you know the kind of pressure gets broken, everyone gets sucked out. That's technically what might happen because there's no no got no popping outside. Your parks and leisure facilities would all be in domes or in in um, structures built with pressurized systems. The only way yeah, that we'd be able to is if they were able to terraform the planet and make it habitable. For humans, well, they should do that first. Well, they should try to do that first. But how can you have a colony? How can you have a colony there and then terraform around them? But they reckon that it could take absolutely years to do this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, exactly. So that's going to be the long process unless we've got the device. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it would? Would you, if you were one of the people who were traveling over to Mars in this million, the first million? Would you go to places like the face on Mars to, you know, check that out and see if it was actually, you know, put there? Yeah, if it was it a ruin or if it was something natural that occurred? I think for a number of years that uh, around the area, uh, we're going to have a look around, but we're not going to adventure too much out I there. I would. Uh, I mean, the not, first thing I'd do is I'd be like, right, I'm off on an exhibition, guys. Come on, let's go. 
course you would, but I mean, but as an explorer, if you were an explorer, you would take what you needed and head off out. Yes, out. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't. Well, that's that's your yeah. that's your what you're there to do. You're there to uh, try and fucking map it out. Half a million of them could be the ones that do it. Then you get like let's say twenty thousand for troops, twenty thousand for uh, even if you had a few of them who went out on an expedition teams, you wouldn't. You'd get 20, 20 scientists who were like, right, we're we're taking a small caravan of equipment out. We're gonna survive on our wits and protein bars for the next two weeks. We'll see yeah, you in a bit. Yeah, you have to make that equipment where you're there because you can't. Everyone oh no, can't yeah, have but, all that no, of course you so can't. But they'd be able to take us. For, for, depending on what you're doing, places. depending on what you're doing, you'd be able yeah. to take certain instruments that you desperately needed to to do your job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you're so, not gonna be able to take a car, are you? No, you of course you're not. But that's what I'm saying. You'd be off well, on you foot. You could make one there to go and actually do the the yeah. job of taking all the equipment with. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, what you know, I think, like, do you think NASA have done enough in this whole space race or in terms of, like, not trying to venture out or pro- progress humanity in this, this field? Um, do you think they've just basically done nothing for the last kind of two decades? I don't think nothing, but they have been... They have been having these plans, uh, like you said, like SpaceX has got the plans for this, but like NASA's got the plans for the moon as well, mm. uh, roughly the same time. But they've even come out now that they've got a crater where they're going to put a base. They've actually yeah, yeah, yeah. So they we picked out plans. some beachfront proper. We we were yeah. literally we've it's we've all been about money. It's all so good. A lot of it, thankfully, or SpaceX won't be able to do what it's doing today. They license more private companies to do this kind of. I'm pretty uh, sure NASA. I'm pretty sure NASA invests in SpaceX. To be honest. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. It's a part of basically NASA is the full control of it, and they've gone to other businesses and gone, "What you can make a rocket? Go on here. We we give you this amount of money. Try and make Cheers. a rocket." But then, because it's Black Ops and, uh, and stuff yeah, it's like all, that... Yeah, it's all top secret, isn't it? They've got in yeah. charge of what NASA can have or not. They could go away and go, right, we built this big ray gun, but we're not letting NASA have it. We're going to keep it for this. Oh, we've got another project, though. We could build this. All right, then NASA turns around and goes, all right, we'll give you this amount of money and do it again. And then we'll and, throw in the ray gun as well. Yeah, but well, I think behind the lines, uh, most uh, companies have been uh, looking at that are actually uh, keyed up for this and but it's now it's not just companies it's actually countries countries are, are throwing well money at it going we want to get involved and, uh, even fucking well the thing uh, is this, this is the thing there's a lot of pe- there's a lot of people wanting to dive on it and everyone was kind of questioning why Elon Musk was so fucking eager to to get up to Mars by 2024 um considering there was a story that came out um, in 2016, just before um, Elon Musk made his announcement about the mission to Mars, um, about um, an asteroid, um, I think it's called um, Apophis, Apophysis, yeah. or Apophis, Apophis. yeah, Apophis, um, the asteroid that could hit Earth in 2029, yeah, so do you think that this is why there was yeah. such a rush to get this million totally. people off the planet by yeah. 2024? Um, plan, totally. they know stuff more than we plan do. Plan to save um, mankind? Hmm. Yeah, in one way, if you think about it, uh, yeah, in, in, in a way, it depends on how they 
work it out if it's just for the rich and which is probably for the rich and fucking famous who can pay yeah, for it. Yeah, lifestyles of the rich they're and the famous. Ones that go and leave. I suppose what they think is trash. Well, whatever the situation, it's very impressive, and SpaceX is looking to do the impossible and fucking pretty much land on Mars, aren't they? I mean, yeah. I mean, could humans uh, be living on the red planet in just a few years? That's how kind of it seems. I mean, like that's how it's being painted. It's crazy mm. to think, um, but you know. I mean, the Look difference is... world, we're supposed to have robot fucking butlers back. Huh? <laughs> yeah, we should have. I don't see Where's my robot, robot butler? butler? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And cars that fly in sky and all that. Got yeah, a robot Uber. Well, you can we get a robot the, Ubers. We seem to uh, have the technology to do sort of these kind of stuff, but, like, it's being hidden away. And, like, progress for you, humanity is being deliberately slowed down, which in... A funny kind of way, I agree. But in another funny, in another way, they're abusing. I think, I think the fact that sometimes I do think that humanity is going too fast in technology, in technological fucking bounds. You know, you need to slow down yeah. a little bit. What's wrong with the phone you've got? You know, does okay. it? You know, hang on that for that for a couple of years. You know, whatever. Um, it's, but it's all status symbols, isn't it? I mean, I mean, differences going on back onto Mars. I mean, in differences between Earth and Mars, there's quite a lot of big differences. Um, solar winds. Um, did you know Mars doesn't have a magnet? Um, it has a sketchy magnetic pole. Yeah, it's very yeah. dodgy and small. Yeah. So, you know, it's got hardly any uh, magnetic field. Uh, the yeah. gravity is quite different. Um, it has sand and dust storms. Um, obviously, there's no natural food. Pretty toxic as well. Um, yeah. It doesn't no seem war, to be a well, place. Doesn't really seem to be a place for humans, does it? Seems to be mostly Argo. Why and, can't? Why, uh, what's wrong with Venus or you know um, one of these other type two planets they found? You um, step on there, mate. Your foot's gone. Why? Get a foot. Well, Venus, Venus it looks like. They a, reckon, you reckon Venus is actually a prospect for yeah, for in the this. clouds? What do you mean? No further down. Oh, we wouldn't be able to stand on the surface. It'd oh. be a cloud city like in Star Wars, yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. of Lando. They Excellent. I do believe that there is uh, technical areas. Uh, yeah, Suppose it's between. It's like us being in the solar system. We're in that Goldilocks zone that we can survive. If we were on Mars, yeah. we wouldn't be able to do it because it's outside the Goldilocks zone. Well, that's what I'm saying. But that Goldilocks zone moves. It's be a tri- it'll be a tropical paradise. That's what they'll paint it as. Um, well, well, well anyway, that. by changing the planet using terraforming, we may be able to change um, this dead, barren landscape into um, something that looks a little more, a little bit more like home. It's gonna, be, it's gonna, it's gonna take so long, so yeah, long. Well, obviously, it's not gonna happen overnight. The process probably yeah. take hundreds of thousands of years if they did it naturally. But there's ways um, of inducing. Um, chemical change on the planet, increasing greenhouse gases, and um, so it, right, it creates more CO2. Um, I don't know what the fuck they do. I don't know. I mean, terraforming a planet, it's not something that happens every day. I mean, the process on it, it's all science water, fiction, huh? isn't it? Well, this they is the thing. Water. The plant's going to need This the is water, the thing. Elon Musk has even put the, put the idea forward about just setting off a nuke um, on the poles 
to get the water flowing again because he's saying there's trapped water on the poles. So it's going to be radiated water, which we will be able to drink I mean, anyway. I suppose it depends what, what they're trying to do. It depends like, you on know. the device, I suppose. But kinetic, the point, I would have thought it would have been a kinetic box. The point is, there, there are ways of breathing life back into Mars. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's, like I said, it's, it's not going to be an overnight success. And there may be issues with it. And it actually might affect the orbit. And also, it might even affect the rest of the solar system. Do you reckon? There's a possibility, yeah. If I dropped a, if I dropped a massive or a couple of nukes... Well, they must have to think of... A, there must be another nukes, way, and they probably try and think of another way. I mean, the idea of trying to shift that ice, though, because there are actually patterns of riverbeds and stuff on Mars, and, you yeah. know, so there was obviously flowing water there at one point. Now, the Earth's gone through changes like this, is they've had... You know, um, you know, floods. They've had f big freezes. It's had. It's even got areas of the Earth now, like the Sahara Desert, that has yeah. been proven was underwater at one point. So, yeah. you know, the point but that we need massives of water over there. Yeah. We don't, that it's a trickle in it. If you the think thing about is, it they just the they do need to kind of be able to um, create um, an atmosphere and create um, a little atmosphere. Oh yeah, yeah, drop it, drop, yeah. drop a couple of uh, kinetic bombs on each pole. Fucking fling shitloads of uh, <laughs> like seeds. Yeah. Let it start the process then. See if it grabs it. If it grabs it, sweet. If it doesn't, like you know. It, well, you I mean, I'm not even claiming. I'm not even claiming to understand how. Um, you know, um, how terraforming well, works i mean it's something water. that i'm going to be interested to look into a bit more over the coming weeks i think because i'm quite we interested in it now we might actually do a bit of a thing on how to terraform one day i don't know um when, once we understand yeah. it a little bit more i mean is there anything else that you've have, we've not gone into in terms of this mission to mars what 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 do you think the kind of purpose of it is what do you think uh, i mean elon musk he's kind of done a few kind of things at the moment that like the Starlink satellite system which obviously is saying that he's going to deliver um free internet or affordable internet if you've got a mast you know and they were supposed uh, to be free anyway what effectively is uh, well yeah you buy them anyway. well, of course it, do you know what it was supposed to be free yeah, yeah. um and just like everything else it gets it gets uh, yes, privatized and it's like well, well you get what you pay for it's like well you can have you know, there are companies who offer um, free internet to their customers if they buy a different product, like uh, Sky TV. Yeah. You can have free internet if you're a Sky TV customer, but it's the most basic half a meg internet that's available, but it's free, so you can't complain, right? If you want better internet, you can go to the other company and pay a bit more okay, or pay okay. for it, and it'll give you faster internet. But that's the thing, isn't it? Because people want the bigger and better. If they turn around and said, right, everybody's getting free internet, yeah, you can't go to a third party and buy it. You've got this internet and that's it, yeah, but it's a constant 50 mega megabytes a second. That's all you're getting, yeah. Well, sweet. <laughs> yeah. I oh, think yeah. most people would be quite happy with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But as long as, as there's... Uh a case of upgrading but it doesn't come out the ah but that's what i'm saying you're upgrading come out of 
It should come out of the company, uh, company's purchase. It should upgrade. Everybody should upgrade <clears throat> when the upgrade yeah, happens. Not because they're yeah. using it the most, and they're the ones who are getting the advantage out of it. The people ain't. The people are doing it to communicate to exactly throw uh, the information so we know what the fucking big boys have got. Well, not only that, I mean, it, it's it. a method of communication in terms yeah. of, like, it's not just... The internet these days isn't just, like, one of those things that... Uh, um, it's a necessity, really. Um, uh, there's a lot of adverts on at the moment, you know, saying, oh, in this crucial time, isn't it good that we've got all this technology and we can sell you technology and get you technology on your doorstep tomorrow? Yeah. And it's like, well, that's fair and good. It's only great if you can afford it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But the or fact is, this internet, the internet itself is necessary for a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway. Um, the thing is, imagine it gone. Don't, well, it don't say stuff like good. that. Don't scare well, me with these things. Anyway, um, moving on. I think we're moving on into the news. Yeah. It's the news. My button pressed that button. My phone pressed that button a bit prematurely there. It's on the end of your finger, mate. It was itchy, itchy trigger finger. <laughs> That's what I had. Um, I've got some brilliant news this week. Um, I mean, the, I mean, these are some stories that I came across in the in the in the headlines, and I'm not even. We're not even talking about them, but to be honest, uh, killer hornets, kangaroos claiming the streets of Australia. And the summer solstice has been moved to um, a live stream this year, just among some of the stories that have happened this week. But we've gonna, we've got some Thank pearlers. You. Yeah, you we've looked at the internet and tried to find the best news stories around. And these are what we came up with. First story I've got is a fucking terrifying, mate. Yeah, so that moment when um, you're looking down at the coffin that's going into the ground and you see a wave. From the inside. Oh yeah. I'm still alive. Well, that terrifying moment was reality when haunting footage showed up. Um, the moment the corpse appeared to wave from the inside the coffin. Um, the video shows friends and family um, members gathering around the basically the graveside. And the person was basically being buried alive. Um, oh. It sparked off fears. Now obviously... However, camera zoomed in on the white coffin and its clear glass panel on it appears that the hand and the fingers were moving underneath. So, you know, it's a good job they had the the, 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 Fucking, yeah. the panel. Um, but, I mean, wasn't there a story yeah, a couple of weeks true, ago man. with um, about somebody yeah. being um, wrongly announced dead? Yeah. yeah. That's freaky well, stuff, I, that. Well, it actually made me think of the one where the uh the guy was actually dead but he he oh yeah yeah he put the little video he put the little tape recorder in yeah going i'm not dead dead let me out let me out let me out yeah that was pretty funny actually yeah yeah hilarious even though at the time when i was first talking about it he was like no that's wrong man well this happened in a watch state i thought yeah everyone took it as a good a good crack yeah yeah i was supposed to have been taken well, that happened in the UK, didn't it? Or was it? Was it in the UK? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. This happened in Indonesia um, on the 5th of May. Um, but it sparked a bit of controversy over, um, you know, coronavirus victims being pronounced wrongly dead. Um, you know, through shallow breathing or shallow, shallow pulses. Yeah. Um, there was a, like you say, there was a mar- marchery where somebody kind of was wrongly uh, uh, 
yeah, pronounced yeah, dead. Yeah. Accused of dying. <laughs> accused, accused of dying. You've been accused of dying. Yeah. Going to I prison by. Yeah. Well. Um, have you got anything? You any stories you want to talk about? What do you reckon to that? I mean, firstly, oh, I, I think. Well, I think we already knew it. It, it still happens. Just need to watch mistakes. what you're doing. Mistakes People are made. Human mistakes. error. Yeah. Yeah. We're only human. If you've never made a mistake in the life. Look at yourself in the mirror because you're an alien. Slap mate. your wrist, get back to yeah. work. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. Got, I got brilliant news this uh, week. Go for on it. On a personal level. Oh, on a personal level, what yeah. did you get? What's this news? Yeah. My niece got uh, a letter from the Queen. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Saying what? Yeah. yeah. Well. Oh, uh, come on. Well, she's been bored. Yeah. Uh, Abby's uh, decided to uh, send a letter to the Queen to see how she was. Just, and just as a popping in, just for popping and just checking in on you. All right, Liz. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Liz. Like, just for a check in because you're getting on a bit. Do you need yeah. any milk or fags yeah. from the shop? Oh, how you doing and all this and like she got uh, received a letter a couple of days. So later she got a reply. Like, I like, suggest yeah. we all write to the Queen. Yeah. 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 Should we all just Isabel, uh, if if everybody who listens to the show wants to write. Um, the queen a letter just checking in on her you know just say hiya just just to see how she just hope she's doing well and you know if she needs out just gives a shout you know what I mean yeah do you so, know yeah I want she to keep her busy as well wouldn't it she keep having to write us all letters that's yeah. brilliant well done yeah. your, what's your niece called Abby Abby, Abby and Isabel Isabel well done well done that. girls for um for writing to the queen and getting a good response letter do you know what yeah. I mean? That's excellent, that. Yeah, I've got a smile on my face, that one. Brilliant. So, anything yeah. else you want to talk about? Uh, Any news that you've um, sparked your interest? I've got a couple of stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the first uh, Space Wing commander was found dead uh, at home. What? Space Wing Urban Commando? Right. Well, what? We've Say that again. Space Force. Right, uh, yeah. The 21st Have you Space not seen... Wing Commander... Of the new space force, right, has been found dead in his own yard. What happened? Nobody uh, knows. CIA. Apparently, it is uh, normal, uh, normal health reasons. Just a standard. Just died of it's natural causes. Because or... there was uh, talk about the corona and that, and it was like, what? Nah. But it ended up not. It's funny that because there's a new series that's coming out all about the Space Force with Steve Carell. Yeah. Um, by oh, the writers of might be on it. By the writers of The Office. Um, oh, yeah. And Steve Carell plays the general in charge of the, the, the vision. The Space Force. Yeah, yeah. So it looked interesting. Okay. I wouldn't mind giving it a giving it a watch, see what that's about. Yeah, so, I'll give it a watch. So well, they, I was surprised to see but they were, but they were saying it wasn't untoward. There was no suspicious they circumstances. Say, yeah, they always say it's not untoward. So the thing mm. is, for me, it was the position he was in. Of course, he, yeah, he yeah. Got given it last year, the position to be in charge of it. How do you apply um, for that job? Do you know what I mean? It's like, where, do you, you apply? Cave, you obviously Benjamin. apply for a laugh, don't you? You apply yeah. for a laugh and then don't expect to get it. Yeah, and then you get in, like, <laughs> right, yeah, this is your first day. Commander of Space Force. <laughs> That'd be mint, though. That'd be a major, major... Where's my business cards? Here's my business cards, um, you know. It's almost yeah, like that. that, what's it, what was that sketch the way it was like, um, um, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a scientist. And it's like, oh, well, 
I'm a rocket scientist. And there's like, oh, well, it's hardly rocket science, is it? You know, <laughs> he keeps slipping that one out. I was like, it's hardly rocket science, is it? And then he comes in, the guy, another guy comes in, he goes, what do you do? He says, I'm a brain surgeon. And he goes, oh, well, I'm a rocket scientist. Well, he goes, well, it's not brain surgery, is it? <laughs> so, Nothing like it. Yeah, well, you sit down a lot and talk. Never Maybe mind. Maths. <laughs> I, I've got a story for you. Um, this is something that you can do if you're getting a bit bored um, at home on lockdown. Um, do you know these escape rooms that sprung up? Yeah. Which were kind of like um, uh, puzzles and um, uh, kind of like you wouldn't be able to get out and if you could do it in within an hour or whatever. You know, all these sort of escape rooms, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Um, well, you can now do a virtual escape room online with your friends during lockdown. All right. So they're using um, these one of these kind of Zoom or kind of, you know, these type of um, platforms. Yeah. Um, you can try your hand at an escape room either with your friends or by yourself. If you've never done an escape room, it's a game where a team of people are made to solve puzzles and clue, use clues um, in order to escape. But it's um, basically, you can't really do it at this time, obviously, because you're in isolation. So this yeah. is the perfect combination of brain training and um, spending quality time with loved ones um, in the lockdown. So um, if you want to get it, do it, there's five different escape rooms to try on trappedintheweb.com and you'll be able to take part with one of the um, one in, take part with one of the worlds either solo or in a team Sweet. so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just trapped in the web it was called yeah it's called trappedintheweb.com um, and you can do this with like a team of people or by yourself so text your chosen teammates and make um, your way into one of the rooms on offer um, then you choose that. wisely in the rooms and take challenges and you'll be able to kind of escape with um, yeah, the assistance of like your friends. So how do you reckon to that? What do you think of that? Yeah, bit of entertainment. I think yeah, we should think try it one night, do you reckon? I yeah, I, I think yeah, we should I, do I it. Totally agree. Well, yeah, um, yeah, let us know how you get on with it if you want to get onto uh, trappedintheweb.com and um, do a virtual escape room. Um, anything else you want have, Anything else you've seen this week? We've been taking the court... You have. We have. No. What? No one's handed has. me nothing. The country has been taken... The UK has been taken to court. Again. It's probably, yeah. Wait a minute. Is it anything to do with the EU? It has. Oh, see what I mean. He threatened Germany at first. And then um, now they've uh, decided that uh, they're taking us to court. I don't know which court. If it's European court. Well, Kangaroo court. There, is it? We're not giving... We're gonna, um, take us to court. What are you going to do? Well, they're taking us to court over um, the movement uh, because of the movement of people, you know, because they have the freedom of movement, but yeah. you can't at the minute. So because we've broke the contract, they're taking it as court because they are shitting themselves, absolutely shitting themselves. And now today has been announced that uh, the Australian um, point system He's going to be coming into uh, effectiveness in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that makes sense. And I can imagine that. I mean, and more so to do with the fact that I think for a long time now, um, there's, there's going to be quite closed borders um, just due to the the pandemic. And I, don't, I just think that yeah, well, it's like tra the, the travel industry is going to be fucked because no one's got five weeks to go on a holiday, quarantining two weeks on either side. 
and having a week where you want a chosen destination, it just can't be done. And then, you know, obviously all these travel airlines and stuff are going under. I mean, it's all going to well, be trying holiday within the UK or wherever you live. But, I mean, obviously international travel and international um, economy um, or money from tourism taking a hit. Yeah, unless, Do you know what I mean? Unless you're actually practically doing something and not going over somewhere. Oh, yeah, just on a, a jolly. Yeah, but you're there to do a job. Yeah, then, but the appoint <laughs> system, they've talked about this um, coming in for a very long time and never acted yeah. upon it. So well, because I mean, of this, we are now acting on the. Do you think uh, not think like the Australian point system is a good system? Obviously, Australia are very strict, but they're not. They're not but, kind of. They're no, they're, this is the thing because nobody ever points a finger at Australia and says you just you're racist or anything like that because they've got yeah. this point system. Um, you but know, but get, a country trying to implement a system like that automatically yeah. that comes up in the in the argument because it's. Well, it's one of those fucking stupid fucking get outs, I suppose. Well, yeah, it's just it's it's just fucking it's it, it's stupid. It, it, they think they because they're on the back foot now. Europe is basically they need to try and get a trillion. They haven't got even. They tried threatening Germany to get that a part of that trillion out of them. Germany said no. They've said right. Well, we're going to take you to court. And then looked at us straight away and said, "Right, we are going to take you to court." They've already put the process in, taking us to court. So now Boris Just and don't open all the, the conservatives have turned around and said, "Basically, they wanted they, they wanted us to be a part of Europe, but not in the words, but only in the program." Right. We've every one of them has said no. Uh, David Frost, who um, is doing our uh, talks with him at the minute. David Frost is? The David Frost? No, it's another David Frost. Through the keyhole, David Frost. I know, that's what I thought. Oh, amazing. That would have been top. This week, we're going into Europe through the keyhole. (laughs) But Dave's actually Looking under Putin's mat. They're wasting our time. They're wasting our time, basically. They want what they've asked for in the beginning and we've said no 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 and they they will not change right uh, so it looks like and france has turned around as well and said any referendum within europe within bringing any other country in they will block every single one uh and uh Sadiq khan khan uh which is our mayor of um he's not London, my mayor it's not my mayor. Uh, he's hey, he's a mayor of London. It's nothing yeah. to do with us up northern. Us up northern folk. Been caught lying. Got caught lying, didn't he? Little yeah. grand, little liar. About because he went to the government asking for money because the money he's been spending on advertising him. He in was a, a, spending on office. girls and cocaine. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't know. He might have been. So he's been taking <laughs> everything. <laughs> in he was. He had a major Ibogaine addiction. Now. What? But it's, it's all fucked up at the moment. Uh, like a lot of lying, a lot of getting caught out. But also, the Pfizer report that's just caught uh, the spot coming out. He's been now been called Obamagate. <laughs> all right, it's okay. It's changed, yeah, because now Trump's having a go at Obama because originally how the plan was was actually uh, Biden wasn't actually going to be the one who was 
going to be against him. It was actually going to be Michelle Obama. Right, okay. And then she would have won, and then Obama would have been the little whisper in her ear on, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. So Trump at the minute is having a go at him, so the limelight is at him, and all these dodgy sh- fucking stuff that's been coming out. Some dodgy stuff going on There's in there. There's some stuff that's talking about dodgy, dodgy stuff. I've got some here. Um, coronavirus strip club offers drive-through services during U.S. lockdown. Well, you, you drive through and you go, hey, have a look at me. Drive through boobies. Drive through boobies. Yeah. Well, the owner of the business say uh, the main service they will be providing is food delivery and a little bit of fun. Hey, the strip drive club is just going fucking mad at the minute. Well, you got bakers who want drive through. Everything's drive through in it. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, no. Well, what else can you do that's drive through? I mean, come on, Go let's think there. of some do other services. Drive through. I don't know. Well, yeah, I know, but people uh, don't want to. This is the thing now. People would uh, feel more comfortable with contactless deliveries and fucking all the rest of it, which is understandable. But, I mean, and on the other hand, you've got people protesting and going on parades and stuff, you know. Um, Stupid as well because of the, uh, just because there's an outbreak of one disease that's come out, you still need your... The bottom line is that these businesses need to keep going during the lockdown. They can't afford to stay closed for indefinite periods of time. And this is why the strip club in Portland, Oregon, has found a novel way of staying afloat during the corona pandemic. Um, The Lucky Devil Lounge transformed itself into the Lucky Devil Eats, which has got its dancers delivering food um, to, to... to go go <laughs> in um, a drive so up it's service. It's a titty delivery. It's a titty service, titty, titty twisting delivery service. Basically, how, like Hooters, basically, isn't it? Yeah, that, yeah that's why I'm We don't have Hooters. Hooters. We don't have Hooters no. in the UK, but I'm assuming it's going to be somewhere a bit like Hooters. Um, yeah. They basically said um, almost overnight, the Lucky Devil um, put about a dozen um, of its employees back to work. They wear masks and gloves and they take their temperatures every day to check that they're well enough to work. Um, obviously, with the quarantine shutdown, um, you know, people are anxious about um, yeah. going out and stuff. And they think that, that what they're doing is bringing a smile to, to a lot of people's faces. Yeah, no, no, no. Smile to a lot of blokes' faces. <laughs> yeah, probably. You women, but, you know. Um, it, they basically said... Um, it's a bit like they've turned it into a bit of like a disco lit parking lot um, where people get the food. Um, so pre- half of the drivers are going round in a circle. The best bit is, though, though that parking lot's probably been used for for dealing drugs for the last fucking however many years, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, where do... Oh, these burger tits. I mean, yeah. burger stuff going on. Um, dog in sight next. So, yeah, I mean, what do you reckon to that? Um, dancers uh, entertaining the customers as they drive slowly by. <laughs> I, <think it's laughs> I bet they idea. are. What? I think it's good. I think it's a good. It's a, it's a good idea, but like, it's one of them. Like, will it? Everything's like coming contactless. You know what I mean? And it's like it is good in a way, but it's also bad in a way. I, 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 cash is king, mate. Cash is king. Yeah, You'll always have cash. People will always need cash. And then um, we talked about this in terms of like, you know, 
I mean, if you if you rely on a service or somebody who deals in cash primarily, then you and you've got a trade off. It's like, well, you might be able to entice him with like a a, a, a vat of your mum's special chutney one week. Yeah. Yeah, but next week he doesn't want your chutney. He wants something else, and it's like, oh well, I haven't. What if I'm not? What forgot? Do you know what I mean? Until your services are no longer wanted or needed, you can't trade off. Do you know what I mean? So this, well, it's, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying can't to stop do that. that because they're stopping bargaining. They've already tried to do it. Uh, they've already placed laws in this country. About, about haggling. Of bargaining. But they are trying to stop bargaining. This this year is supposed to have been the you year where they forgot to haggle. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that. Two denarii for that. You must be mad. That's how you do They don't see the pennies or pounds going out. They see the the, the fucking notes. They've got the notes and gone, oh, well, I've got plenty of them. I'll give you a £20 note. I've already got 50,000 coming in next week. Well, um, anything else you want to add before I move? We've got one more story in the news. Have you got anything else? Um, Well, I thought this was quite an interesting one to end end the news on. Um, basically, um, the end of the world says a 50 year old book predicting 2020 is global as the year, uh, the global catastrophe, um, is meant to happen. So the end of the world was predicted to occur in 2020 following mm-hmm. a global catastrophe, uh, brought on by unlimited economic growth by the global superpowers, according to the book written almost 50 years ago. Um, the limited, uh, the limit to growth, which was the book which was published in 1972, was based on a computer simulation that um, basically with um, explored economic and um, population growth, which um, with a finite supp- um, supply of resources, um, this was written by um, Donnell um, Meadows, and it was a study which was part- undertaken by a team of 17 researchers and was commissioned by um, the the Club of Rome and funded by Volkswagen, yeah, which thought was quite strange. Um, following its publication, the book sold when? over 30 million copies. This was back in 1972. Um, and it was um, basically, it's particularly relevant today as um, 2020 was the year that was predicted and highlighted as the downfall of Earth civilization. So they said that by 2020, in all the simulations run during this study, 2020 was the peak, and that's when we, we started going under. So I thought that was quite interesting. Said Volkswagen um, supported it, did you? Volkswagen <laughs> Technik, yeah. Who owned, who owned Volkswagen? Well, the Nazis, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. exactly, yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the Volkswagen Beetle was um, actually commissioned by Adolf Hitler himself, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I do yeah, like yeah, a Golf, a Volkswagen Polo, though, or a Golf. Yeah. yeah golf's cool are nice. Yeah, I do like Golfs. Um, yeah. So, have you got any NASA news? I haven't, to be honest. I haven't. Well, I think tonight's episode was a pretty big NASA episode, yeah. in, um, NASA news heavy in terms of SpaceX and what's going on. Um, and in terms of that, I've only got one last thing to say on the topic. Get your ass to Mars! Ow! Ow! <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> it, it looks like the sunny day. Yeah, like it you've does, got the doesn't beach. it? This is, this the, is it. Uh, you just need the water. Where everywhere's Mars, where everywhere's a beachfront property. Yeah. yeah. I've got to find... hey, that's a good uh, seller, that. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I could totally... Uh, Get up there, do you know who will own that, man? Marketing, marketing, advertising. Who will own 
10% of Mars. Who? Google. I've got one of those. She, you know what happened to all those? Um, do you know people who own these, like, I own an acre of the moon? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that these people out there who have, um, you know, got certificates that say that they own so part stand, of the Ma- or part of Mars. Once they're up there, does that stand? Do they get a claim? Can they build on it? So I, you know, um, I think you'd have to contact Noah for that. <laughs> Noah, the company, and, uh, yeah, is that who does company. it? Yeah, that's who give you the rights to uh, leave the atmosphere or not. Ah, okie dokie. Yeah, they give you the license either not to or you you can. Well, who give them the fucking right? Who give them? Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Who give them the right? Anyway. I'm supposed to be a free civilian who can do whatever I want within reasonable counts. So if I want to get a rocket and fucking go up to space, in the middle of the desert, I set a a rocket thing, are you going to stop me? Yeah. Because if if I I say no and I carry on, what are they going to do? They're going to shoot me down. Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. Um, want a big just before we move on to shout outs um, big um, plug for tonight's sponsored section Audible yeah Yeah. um, get over to Audible and get 30 days free um, on Audible you'll also get a free book of your choice plus two Audible originals which is free books and obviously with all this time on your hands at the moment um, you have a lot of time to get through some audio books, um, I recommend Every Tool's a Hammer, which is by Adam Savage of Mythbusters, um, who uh, basically goes on, uh, talks about how he kind of got into being a maker, um, using kind of um, being a creator, um, yeah. working at ILM, um, and it's it really good. I, I definitely recommend that out. Um, and yeah, so you can get over to Audible. Uh, there'll be a link in the description, and you can sign up for a 30-day free trial. Um, and tell them we sent you. There you yeah. go. Also, use um, the Amazon link, affiliate link, and uh, just do your general shopping. Yeah. 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 Gives us a helping hand. All yeah. good. And All helps us buy those microphone li- leads and headphone jack adapters and whatnot that we need to do the show. So thank you. Yes. Um, we've got some shout-outs. Um, from um, our patrons, our lovely patrons who, fucking, we love you. What are you going to do? Okay, um, you're the best, and we ca- we couldn't have asked for anything more. Um, big shout out to Jesse G uh, yes, for the Jesse. fantastic support. Thank you for that. Big shout out to Big J, who's just yes, the man. Yeah. What can you do? The guy's a ledge. Uh, yeah. Fucking can't wait to see you back in the bunker soon as. Yeah, man. Uh, big shout out to Swoosh. Yes, uh, Swoosh. Fucking Mr. Fucking Tiny Elvis. Um, okay. big shout out to Dunk Dunk. Dunk Dunk um, then we've got big shout outs for um, some podcasts and friends of the podcast um, who are Gareth, uh, yes, big, Gareth cheers for keep listening I know I've not been yeah, on man. social media very much the last couple of weeks but I'll be back on big shout out to EJ um, same yes, again EJ. yeah can't wait for to see some of your blogs coming back onto the site um, Mr Crabtree thanks for listening yes, Um man. Who else? Liz Reader. Cheers for all the yes, support. Um, well kept and unclean podcast. Um, yes, Tenish podcast. Who have Tenish. not been in with us this week, but I'm thinking they're returning um, some point next week. Uh, yeah. Deep in history podcast. Cheers oh, for he made fucking me listening. Smile so much. Why? He made me smile so much the other day. Why? What in did fact, he do? It was the same day that I got. Uh, I heard about my niece um, getting a letter from the Queen. 
Oh, right. Because okay. he put on there, it was the date of the uh, 12-15 agreement between the people and the Crown, um, the Magna Carta. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not a lot of people, like... Uh, oh, he's, he's knowledgeable. Back. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you want... And, if you bang into history and you want some proper research stuff... Yeah, he's got check some... Check him out. Things. Check out yeah. his podcast, Deep in History, um, they're called... Um, Definitely worth a brilliant, listen. Brilliant, brilliant, but yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, we've been trying to get him on, but obviously with all the, the shit that's going on, I'm sure we'll do it at some point. Um, yeah, big shout out to Killer Rabbit, The Mallard Report. Um, who else am I missing? Um, big shout out to um, Not So Minnesota Nice podcast, Jesse yeah. G and uh, Jen. Um, check their weekly episodes out. They've been really funny recently. I do, I do like their stuff. Um, yeah. And um, what was it you you were saying the the giggles? Giggle, yeah, yeah, they must get the giggles quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's all the shout outs for this week. Am I missing anyone? Shawnee and Chris, Shawnee uh, and Chris, Agent yes. Coulson, Grubar, John yeah, James, Brooko, everybody, Brooko, Kinell. Yeah, the list yeah. is endless. The Jake, list is endless, Jake, yeah. happy birthday for this week. And um, yes, hope you had a good one. Birthday, man. Um, hope you had a good one. I think he went fishing. Did yeah, went and um, went out fishing. Um, which is quite nice in itself, isn't it, as well, at the minute. Um, so what else? We're available on all podcast platforms, no matter where you get your fix, um, from CastBox, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Anchor FM, um, wherever you download your podcast, you're sure to be able to find us. Just give us a search for Never A Straight Answer, and you'll find us. Subscribe on YouTube. Um, with that 100th episode coming up soon, you'll yeah. want to subscribe and get the notification to join us live and be able to ask us questions that, on the show. Um, if you want to get in touch, you can, you can. hit us up on Twitter at NASA underscore never and on Instagram at NASA never straight answer. Um, see some of our pictures there. Um, we can get us at the website at never straight answer. You can find merch um, and downloadable episodes, videos, all sorts of cool stuff there. Or email us at never straight answer at gmail.com. You can support us at um, at www.patreon.com slash never a straight answer. And we've got a fair few tiers. We've got from the quid tier all the way up to the big baller, hey, big spender tier, um, where we'll even take you out for a slap up meal with your own money. Um, And uh, and, yeah, it'll be great. Um, uh, Plus many other things. They're all good things. It's all good. Don't worry about it. We yeah. love you, and that's why we just try and get out the best content content we can possibly content content, <laughs> content we could possibly do. I'm glad you didn't say certain words. Huh? <laughs> what are you content on? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Well, there you go. That's it for another week. Um, is, am I missing anything? Uh, I don't well, know. I don't think so. Ah, well. But I know what you mean. I do feel like I'm missing something. I think we are missing something. I don't know what it is. If you can tell us, maybe that was it. Our fuck knows. Anyway. Yeah, our brains are gone. Yeah, well, like you say, if we forgot anything, I'm sure you'll be let us know. Um, yeah. And we'll catch you next week for another exciting episode of Never a Straight Answer. I've been Gaz. I've been Taylor. And we'll catch you next time. Peace. Get your ass to Mars. Ow. Ooh.